of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your presence. Spirit of God, as we come on a rainy day, rain on us now. Breathe afresh on your word. And as I step back, I thank you for teaching us, leading us, and guiding us into all truth. And we thank you that our lives will never be the same. And I declare for signs, miracles, and wonders to follow our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled The Principles of Promotion. Everybody say The Principles of Promotion. I believe and I am declaring that we are in a season of promotion. And as I said on last time, one of the best ways that God uh, uses to impact the world is when he promotes the righteous. Proverbs 29 2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. So I'm teaching this series so that you and I can increase our faith for promotion. See, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And so the the reason I'm teaching this series is so you can elevate your faith so that you can believe for God's best. Amen. So I'm teaching this series so you can increase your faith for promotion. I'm praying that three things are going to happen as a result of this teaching. Number one, I'm praying that your faith will be promoted and it will grow. Number two, I'm praying that your mouth will begin to confess your promotion And then number three, I'm hoping that your expectation of God's best for your life will grow as a result as well. So if you're taking notes, my lesson title this morning is Promotion Through Excellence. Promotion Through Excellence. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to go over to Psalm 75, verse 6, or if you're taking notes, Psalm 75, verse 6, and Daniel chapter 6, verses 1. Now, last week uh, was a very uncomfortable uh, sermon for me because I was the topic of the sermon. Uh, But I want you to go back and listen to it. And those of you who were here, uh, it it gave you insight into some things that you may not have known about me or why you've seen God do some things in my life. Now, we're going to go back to the foundational verse that we've been using because I want to point something else out. And then we're going to move forward in our lesson today. Now, the foundation of Scripture was Psalm 75, verse 6. And uh, it says this, For promotion cometh. Now, I'm going to take this opportunity one more time so that we can prophetically declare over our lives that promotion is coming. So if you desire promotion in any way, and this is not just being promoted on the job. This is not just being promoted in your work life. It's also being promoted by God. Amen. This is being promoted from the car you're driving to the next one. Amen. So I want you to say, say, uh, promotion, promotion. come to me me. now. Amen. 
It says, for promotion cometh neither from the east, nor the west, nor the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and he sets up another one. Now, uh, I love this because Psalm 75 verse 6 in the uh, Living Bible says, for promotion and power comes nowhere on earth, but only from God. Everybody say, only from God. He promotes one and he deposes another. God is never short of replacements. If somebody's going down, he's lifting somebody up. And see, here's the thing. If you won't do it, he'll choose somebody else to do it. And I believe the selection of whether God chooses us to do something or not is based on the willingness of our heart. I remember when God asked me to start Word of Truth Family Church. He says, Evan, I want you to start a church in Arlington. And he says, and if you don't do it, I'll ask somebody else to do it. You know what that said to me? He asked somebody else to do it and they either didn't do it. And I'm talking about the type of church that we have. They either didn't do it or they flunked at doing it. Look at your neighbor and say, are you flunking? Amen. God is never short of replacements. Now, the Bible defines promotion to to mean to raise up, to lift up, and to exalt. Everybody say to raise up, to lift up, and exalt. Now, because promotion starts with God, our goal ought to be to do whatever we do as unto the Lord because it's from Him that our reward and the promotion comes. Colossians 23, uh, 3.23 says, And whatsoever you do, that means if I'm being a housewife, that's a whatsoever. Look at your neighbor and say, that's a whatsoever. If I'm a mechanic, that's whatsoever. If I'm a teacher, that's a whatsoever. If I'm a computer specialist, that's a whatsoever. If I work at the church, that's whatsoever. In other words, whatsoever you do, watch what it says, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. And here is why, knowing that it is from the Lord, you will receive your reward. Amen. And so, so far in our series, we've learned several principles about promotion. And I'm going to briefly go over this because faith comes by hearing. But watch this now. Understanding comes through repetition. I'm going to say that again. Faith comes by hearing, but understanding comes through repetition. In other words, I was not the greatest person over the subject of algebra. They had to teach it to me several times. That's three words. Several times. For me to get it. And some of you, you, I have to get this word in you. And so I'm, I'm going to briefly review here. So we've learned several principles. Here's the first one we learned. We learned that God is the judge and he determines who's ready and prepared for promotion. We discovered that it is our heart attitude and our heart condition that God is judging uh, when it says that he's the judge. The second principle we learn that will activate promotion is our service to God and man. It was Joseph's service to his peers and to his superiors that positioned him for promotion. The third principle we learned in our last lesson that I had with you was that promotion can come through problem solving. Everybody say problem solving. Recently, I called a person to get a quote on some specialty painting for my house. And uh, when the person shows up, as we were going over the different items that uh, I wanted them to take care of, they mentioned that they were looking for a slogan for their business. Now, they had been in business for a long time, but I think they were trying to rebrand themselves. And so uh, as they 
brought this problem to me. They said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've uh, looked at these people to give me a new slogan. And man, they just have not been able to come up with one that I like. And so I said, well, I, I'll send you. And this, this is what she said. I'll give a, uh, if there's a great prize involved for the person who wins. Well, because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a problem solver, I decided to send her a slogan. Well, I sent my slogan to her and my slogan won. So I will be getting a great discount for her services. You know why? Because he who solves problems gets gets paid. Amen. So today we're going to look at a fourth principle that is guaranteed to open the door for promotion in your life. And that principle is promotion through excellence. Now, I'm not just talking about promotion and position. I'm talking about being promoted from where you are and what you have to the next level. Jesus said, if you're faithful over little, then I will take you to the next level for more. In other words, you have to take care of what you have And treat it with excellence before God promotes you to the next level. Amen. So I want you to go to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. And uh, I'm going to warn you in advance. This is going to be a very practical message. And then I'm also going to be using some personal examples. And not because I want to brag. I think it's just going to help you understand what excellence is about uh, so that you can apply it to your life. Amen. Daniel chapter 6, it says, And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And then after he set over the, the kingdom, the 120 princes, verse 2 says this, And over these three presidents of whom Daniel was the first one. That the princes, the 120, may give an account to these three presidents. And the king should have no, so the king would have no damage. Look at verse 3. Then this Daniel was preferred, he was favored above the presidents and the princes. And here is why, everybody say because. Because he had an excellent spirit within him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. So watch this now. This king decided, okay, I need my kingdom governed. So he took 120 princes and said, okay, you all rule over these. And then he says, I have three presidents that I'm going to have you to report to. But then the Bible says that because Daniel had an excellent spirit, he put them over, over, he put them over all of them. In other words, watch this. It was Daniel's excellent spirit that created promotion in his life. Now, the word excellence in the Bible means to exceed or it means exceedingly. In other words, Daniel got promoted because he had an exceeding spirit. He didn't just go one mile. He went the extra mile. Amen. Operating in excellence, and here's a principle that I want you to get out of this this morning's lesson. Operating in excellence will cause you to live an abundant life. See, Daniel didn't just do enough just to get by. Amen. Some people just do just enough to get by. Daniel didn't do that. He went exceeding and abundantly above. Now, see, I had my first uh, interaction 
with excellence years ago with my dad. Everybody say years ago. Years ago, um, I was in my teenage years, and my dad had what he called duties. They were chores, which some of our kids are unfamiliar with these days. But anyway... So we had chores to do, and, and so we had to rotate. And it was my time to clean the kitchen. And uh, in cleaning the kitchen, it involved mopping the floor and sweeping it, sweeping and mopping. So this particular day, I, I got in there, and I washed the dishes. And for some reason, we had to wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. I still don't understand that one. But anyway... How many know, am I by myself? How many know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. So uh, after I wash the dishes and put them in the dishwasher, it's time now to sweep and mop the floor. Well, I halfway swept and I halfway mopped. And then, you know, I'm ready to go outside and play. But you cannot go outside without somebody coming and checking behind your work. So here he comes, coming in to check on the work. And... uh he could tell I had half swept and half mopped. And it wasn't hard to tell because, you know, we had a pantry in the kitchen. He just removed the trash can and all of the other items that was in the pantry. And he looked at the floor and he looked at me and he looked at the floor and he looked at me and he said, do it again. How many know I had to sweep and mop the floor again? Everybody say again. And here's my question to you. See... If you don't have time to do it right the first time, how are you going to find the time to have to do it right the second time? Excellence is not only doing it right the first time, but it's exceeding the norm. Now, let me give you my definition of excellence. Now, don't get offended because I'm giving you my definition. Because if you go to dictionary.com, that's somebody else's opinion of of what a definition is. So my definition of excellence is this. Excellence is your best plus the spirit touch. I'm going to say that again. Excellence is your best plus spirit touch. Everybody say excellence is my best with spirit touch. Now my best friend that you just saw on the screen, Pastor MacGyver, Uh, His definition, which I'm going to combine with mine, is this. Excellence is the attention to detail that gives birth to superior performance, which causes maximized potential and promotion in life. Now, you can see that his definition is quite long. But you can get the CD or listen to it online when you get done here. It's the attention to detail that gives birth to superior performance, which causes maximized potential and promotion in life. Now, don't confuse excellence with perfection. Perfection starts on the outside when excellence starts on the inside. Remember, it said that Daniel had an excellent spirit within him. Excellence has the spirit touch to it. And that's what should make us different from the world because they don't have the spirit of God. Excellence is not the product, but it's the process. It's not just in what you do. It's who you are. Amen.
Vince Lombardi, I love this quote. He was one of America's greatest NFL coaches. He once said this, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. Perfection starts on the outside when excellence starts on the inside. Perfection will pick up a piece of paper off the floor when somebody is looking, but excellence will pick up the paper when nobody is looking. Amen. Perfection wants things done right based on somebody's standard. Excellence wants to do the right thing based on God's standard. In other words, what I'm saying is when you function in excellence, it starts from within. But see, most people, they're not functioning in excellence. They're functioning in obedience. You can obey, but not be willing. That's why the scripture says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. See, you can obey God and not be, not be willing. Just like you could clean your room because you obeyed your parents and have a funky attitude the whole time that you're cleaning your room. How many done that other than me when you grow up? And that's why I love Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5. This is what it says. Servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in singleness of heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, that spirit, with good will, doing service as unto the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Now, I love the message translation of that verse. It says this, servants, respectfully obey your earthly masters, but always uh, with an eye to obeying the real master who is Christ. Don't just do what you have to do uh, to get by, but work heartily as Christ's servants doing what God wants to do. Verse 7 says, and work with a smile on your face. Touch your neighbor and say, he talking to you already. Go on and tell him. And work with a smile on your face and always keeping in mind that no matter who happens to be given the orders, you're serving God. You know, I have a problem with Christians because we think we're smiling, but we're frowning. You ever met a person like that? They really think they have frowned so long that they think they're smiling. He said, work with a smile on your face. Verse 8 says this, good work will get you good pay from the master regardless of whether you are a slave or free. Now, there are four key areas of excellence that I want to give you so that you're aware the, uh, of, you know, of where you need to display excellence. Here's the first one, and I'm going to go fast because, uh, because of time. Here are four areas of excellence that you can pay attention to and display for your life. Here's the first one, public excellence. This is displaying excellence where others can see. You know, how you dress, how you keep your car, you know, the outward appearance. And you know what? You need to be excellence on the outside because the scripture says that man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. So you say, well, I don't care what people think about me. You ought to care. Come on, don't go to work sloppy like that. You, I mean, put a crease. Even if, I know creases are not in these days, but iron is still in, 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 in style. Come on now, you don't have to have a crease, but at least put some, some heat 
on those pants, on that skirt. You just look like you slept in those clothes and you jumped up to go to work. Come on. I know you're just going to get some gas. Don't be wearing no pajamas and no house shoes outside. Come on. It's the style. Well, listen, if you, if this, if it was in style to jump off a bridge, would you jump? And I know, you know, styles and trends change. But my God, today, I mean, the, some of the trends they got going now, it is not a trend. It is just tacky. I mean, today it's, listen, it's a style that just look nappy. I'm okay with the nappy look as long as it has some excellence. I saw a kid, I swear he just got up out of the bed. I swear he didn't do nothing. Nothing, nothing. Okay, let me keep going here. Public excellence. Here's number two, private excellence. This is displaying excellence on a personal level where most never see but you. Now, this can be in attitude or action. Because, see, remember now, God is the one that's promoting. So he's checking out my personal life, whether others are or not. Somebody say amen. Listen, I had to grow into the excellence that I'm at right now. Uh, years ago, one of my best friends at the time, I was a salesperson, so I lived in my car. Well, everything was in my car. Wrappers, papers, binders, pencils, pens, everything. And so he would politely, because I at that time, I didn't lock the door on my car because there was nothing to steal. Well, I would get back in my car from church and somehow he had gone out there in my car so he could check it. And see, that's why you got to have some good friends in your life. I would get in my car. He would have stacked all the trash right there on the passenger seat. Amen. I mean, some of you are right now. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you, boy, you got bubblegum wrappers and Cheetos and taco meat all stuck between your seat. Your car smell like a closed up Burger King. Private excellence. Then you have professional excellence. This is the excellence that's displayed on your job, your workplace, or company. Amen. Somebody's watching you. And they know you're a big-time Christian on your job. Big-time, big-time, big-time Christian. They know you speak in tongues and everything because you'll speak in tongues in the middle of a meeting. Like, what is that? I mean, you are a big-time Christian. You got your family, white Bible sitting on your desk. You know, the fat one. With all the pictures of Jesus in there in color. I didn't even know they had color back then. But they got the color in that Bible. You all big in Bible at your work. And you late for work every day. Everybody say professional excellence. And then you have one here is parental excellence. This is displaying and imparting excellence to our children. 
Because some of our children's bad habits have come from what they saw us do and not what we told them to do. And one of the problems that I'm seeing in our generation is that we're not handing down excellent values to our children. So this is where I'm working with Landon right now. Okay, uh, when, when mommy was out of town last week or the week before last speaking somewhere, it's me and him. So the Mother's Day gift that we were giving my wife is she was going to come home to a clean house. That's what her gift was going to be, right? One of her gifts. So I got Landon cleaning up. Landon don't like cleaning up. Landon's trying to have an attitude cleaning up. So I said, Landon. I said, do you want to know the secret to not having to clean up? No. I say, so do you like cleaning up? No. I said, then you need to know what the secret is, brother. I said, the secret to not having to clean up, Landon, is not messing up. Amen. So let's go back to Daniel 6, 3, because excellence has some positive benefits to it, as well as some challenges that come with it. It was in verse 3, because it said Daniel was preferred above the presidents. Here's why. Because he had an excellent spirit within him. But then watch verse 4, because I'm going to show you something about excellence that you may not have known. Here it is. Then the president sought Uh, The president and the princes. So now watch this now. The other two presidents and all 120 of the princesses, they sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not find none occasion or fault. For as much as he was a faithful man and there was not any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Now, see, it's one thing to be reprimanded reprimanded because you did something wrong. And it's another thing to get persecuted for doing things that are right. And uh, you may not have ever thought of it this way, but it wasn't really just Daniel's praying three times a day that got him locked up in the lion's den. That was part of it. But that really wasn't the main thing that got him thrown in the lion's den. You know what it was? It was their hatred and persecution that got him thrown into the lion's den. And and uh, I love 1 Peter 2.19. You can just write it down. This is one of the first chapters that my wife talked about last week. That I've, This is one of the first chapters in the Bible that I learned. Uh, I'm only going to read verse 19 and 20. It says, For this is thankworthy if a man for a conscience toward God endures grief and suffers wrongfully. For what glory is it if when you are buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. But if you do well, watch this, and suffer for it, and you take it patiently, this is acceptable to God. Now, the Living Bible says this. Praise the Lord if you're being punished for doing right. I'm talking to somebody today. Because you're being persecuted on the job and you have done nothing. But if you don't watch it, instead of allowing the Lord to defend you, you will defend yourself. And every time you defend yourself, it looks guilty. Watch what it says here. It says, of course, you get no credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong. 
For being patient is what, uh, for being patient if you are being uh, done wrong. But look at verse, uh, I don't know what verse this is. I didn't put a verse. Uh, but it goes on to say, but if you do right and suffer for it and are patient beneath the blows, God is well pleased. Just look at your neighbor and tell him, excellence attracts attack. Go on and tell him. Excellence has a double-edged sword. It will cause people to admire you while it will cause others to conspire against you. And what you really have to understand about excellence is when you're being attacked, it's not really about you. It's God's name and reputation that's really on the line. Remember now, when we do what we do, it said do it as unto who? Do it as unto the Lord. Well, because he is excellent. I love Psalm 8 verse 1. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Psalm 8 verse 9 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. In other words, watch this now. It's God's name that's really at stake, not yours to a certain degree. Now, now touch your neighbor and say, this is about to sting. Oh, man, I am out of time. Oh, God, Jesus. Well, I guess I'm going to have to stop right here. But let me just let me just give you this right here. This is going to sting a little bit, and I don't want to close on the sting. But here we go. However way you decide to carry yourself and you choose to work, somebody's name is at stake. Amen. And some of us as believers... We're adding mediocrity to the name of Christ in the name of sloppy agape. Just because grace covers our mistakes doesn't mean we should live in mediocrity. Amen. And to walk in excellence, you must be willing to abandon all excuses for a mediocre lifestyle. You always have an excuse. You're late. Oh, it's because of the traffic. Next late. Oh, it's because of the weather. Next late. Oh, it's because of my, my, my kids. When are you just going to fess up and say, I'm late? I have a late spirit. <laughs> Amen. So let me give you quickly here. Quickly, 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 quickly. Give you some ways that you can start pursuing excellence. This is gonna, won't take long at all. Number one, start being on time. Be on time for church. Be on time for work. Be on time for your appointments. Be on time for your bills. I know you're going through a challenging time with your credit. But start today. You have no excuse to not pay bills on time these days. Because you don't have to put a bill in the mail no more. It's in the mail. And you liar. Just go pay it online, online. You can online. And listen, the challenges were in the past. Everybody say start today. Here's number two. Because excellence takes time, develop a one-touch rule. This is the one thing that I have tried to implement in my life. Whatever you're doing, try to touch it one time. See, when the, let me tell you when the mail stacks up in my house. When I go get it out of the mailbox and I sit it down. No, no, no. What I do now, one touch, take it to the trash can, 
throw out what no, no need to be in there. And what I'm supposed to do is go to my office and file whatever is left. Everybody say a one touch rule. Here's number three. Here's number three. Create or define a place for everything outside of you. Create or define a space for everything outside of you. Listen, listen. It, it, the reason why most people can't sleep at night because they got too much clutter in their life. Amen. And here's so, so here's number five. Uh, I'm going to go back to number four. But here's number five. Simplify your life by decluttering yourself and your space. Decluttering yourself and your space. Give it away. I got too much stuff. Give it away. Throw it away. And then if you don't want to do either one of those, burn it. Here's the last one quick. When you give, give whatever you do your best. And when you do that, be open for training, for teaching, for mentoring, and for improvement. I find so many people who never reach the next level because their hearts are not open to watch this improvement. We all can improve. I'm going this week. Everybody say this week. My, 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 my pastor has a round table this week for pastors. Pastor Eben will be there front and center. Why? Because I want to maximize God's call for my life. And you know what that's going to involve? That's going to involve me still learning, me still improving, and me still growing. So I hope that you got something because it is 1033 and I got to stop. Y'all give the Lord a hand clap for just that. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today, you say, Pastor Evan, I'm not saved. Well, the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that excellent name, they shall be saved. Here's my question. If you die right now, are you sure you go to heaven? Because if you're not sure, I want to pray for you. And then I want to pray for those who need to rededicate their lives to the Lord.